Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Trying to figure out the math without a calculator. We'll figure it out. The entire NFC All you got to do is look at your West. social media. I'm sure somebody has figured it out for yeah, you. Yeah, at Key, J, and Z, if, if you can do the math for us while we're doing the show, is it possible looking at schedule? you got to deal with the schedule now because it's it's all who plays whom and all that other stuff. But, you know, could, could it be possible with the extra Stats wildfire? incredible. <laughs> it should be a stats incredible. Or maybe actually somebody at ESPN Stats and Info can figure this out too. Can can the entire division make the playoffs? Is that possible? I don't know. I'm, you, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I don't know. We move on. Because uh, what we do know, though, is that the Chicago Bears could make the playoffs. They should be a playoff team with that defense. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't they be a playoff team? You know what's so crazy about when we start to talk about these divisions, and I was thinking about it as we were having a conversation about the NFC West. Yeah. This particular division can be really good, man. It really can. Just push push Detroit out the way. Just let's, let's just go on, give Dan Campbell and that crew, y'all just go over there on the, 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 the yacht and chill. Chicago could be good. They got a good defense. Yep. And if they get the quarterback situation solved. They figure that out, right. They could be good. They got some playmakers. Offensive line, too. Needs they, to they got some playmakers. Mm-hmm. Minnesota is Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. If they figure out how to stop that, right. and then you got Green Bay. Be consistent, and then, yeah, and then you have and Aaron that, that could be a really good yeah. division, mm-hmm. starting with Aaron Rodgers and then Chicago, obviously, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think when you talk about the quarterback at Justin Fields and what they need to do is, is really – decide on who the guy is and go with it. And I think it's Justin Fields. And I continue to keep saying that over and over. You went up to get him. You went up to get him for a reason. So utilize that skill set. Don't be afraid. Don't give me this, we got to bring him along slow, all of those sort of things. I know you gave Andy Dalton $10 million. Well, hell, you gave Mike Glennon $18 million and decided to go with Mitch Trubisky. So, you done made that mistake before. And again, Russell Wilson replaced somebody that also got a ton of money. And, in and Matt Flynn. And Matt Flynn. And, and they just realized, that, Pete I don't Carroll, care what we gave you, this guy's better. Now, Pete Carroll looked at him in training cap and said, oh, no, you're not getting ready to get me fired. <laughs> and put Russell Wilson in, and the yeah. rest was history. That, he said, thank you, but no thank and you. And that could happen, certainly, in Chicago. But there are some there, – there is a reason for a little bit of concern, as a former Bear pointed out. I'll get to that in a second. Just, again, finish it up, put a bow on something we were just talking about in the previous segment, too, with that division with the uh, NFC West. You said they've had a lot of Super Bowl participants, right, yes. out of that division. It's actually five of the last nine Super Bowls. You go all the way back to 2013 with San Francisco. Kaepernick. Yes. Okay. And then Seattle twice, including one win. And then um, the, the Rams. And Should then have San won, Francisco too. Again. So they have been active participants. Anyways, back we go to the Chicago Bears, but really we go to Buffalo, however, for the conversation because Mitchell Trubisky, who was originally the guy who was supposed to be their quarterback of the future that they moved up to draft and, uh, and thought would be the guy, he's now the backup in Buffalo. And listen to how he describes the difference between being in Buffalo versus being in Chicago. At first, I wanted to go to a spot where I would be able to compete um, for the starting position, but the right situation didn't come up, um, and, and that opportunity really wasn't there. So 
I looked at the next best thing where I could continue to develop and, and continue to progress and become a better player and a person and um, uh, fell into this organization and uh, I loved it ever since coming to Buffalo, just working under this coaching staff, being with the caliber, the type of players that we got here, the people um, and using all the resources and it's just really nice to be a part of a great team and um, be somewhere where people want you here and, uh, and they care about how you're progressing as a person, as a player. So it's, it was an interesting process, but uh, I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be right now, and, and I'm enjoying uh, being here. I love be it. Be somewhere where people want you I love here. it. I love it. I love it. He was their top, He was the top pick. He was their guy. Well, they didn't want him because now, look, what, look he, here's what I said. Should you be worried about Justin Fields' development if that's what but here's Trubisky what I, Here's what through. I said the entire time doing this whole Miss Trubisky saga in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I'm a firm believer of this. I don't like when coaches are, are supposed to be gurus at a position or whatever it is, and they can't figure it out, and they always use a player as a scapegoat to – Get rid of that player, or it's his fault. It, I can't do anything with this guy. I, I don't like that. Yeah. So happy that Mr. Bisky is with Brandon Bean, the Buffalo Bills, and he could sit and learn, or whatever the case is, and become a better quarterback or the guy that they thought that they were getting when they drafted him with John Fox. I do think, though, that Justin Fields can thrive with Matt Nagy in this group because Matt Nagy drafted him. A lot of times people have preconceived notions about you when they get there and they arrive somewhere. Nagy was hired to do that, though. Yeah, but I didn't like you. But I didn't like you. I scouted you when at the Combine. I watched all your tape when you came out of school. So in my mind already, I never really rocked with you like that. So I'm never going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Soon as you do something wrong... I'm going to criticize that. That's why I went out and got Nick Foles. Because I never, I just didn't, for whatever reason. He didn't believe it. You had bad deodorant. Whatever it is, <laughs> I didn't like. Gotcha. I never believed in you. So that still stuck with me the entire time. Coaches do stuff like that. I know people out there that are listening can't fathom or wrap their hands around it and, and trying to figure out what the hell am I talking about. Coaches do that. They do it all the time. Like, I don't like that guy. So it's basically a preconceived notion about a player that you have coming in. And I'll take the job. Sure, I'll work with him. I'll do what I can with him. But but once I start to see the things that I know are his weaknesses. I don't want to fix it. I'm going to have to move away. Like, that, that, I don't all, see him adjusting I, the way I want him to adjust. I don't give a damn what nobody say. I've been around the NFL as a player mm-hmm. and in this game of broadcast television for a long damn time. As an analyst, now. right? I've seen it on both sides, man where preconceived notions will get the best of a guy for no reason at all. When you sit there and you go, well, how do all of a sudden he's really bad? 31 other teams liked him. 30, Whether you believe it or not, 31 other teams did like Mitch Trubisky. They probably didn't draft him or go up to get him because they didn't need to. But you can't tell me that 31 other teams, when, his, when during that time, that he was coming out of North Carolina, said to themselves, oh, he can't play. No, they said, yes, absolutely. Do you find it interesting that Trubisky is following now? Uh, he said he was looking for a place where he can compete for a job, couldn't find a good place for him. So him going 
to Buffalo where clearly Josh Allen, play. who just got $150 million guaranteed. <laughs> right, you're not playing this year. But, but you it, can develop. Right, well, it's Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. These yeah. are the top two picks. He was yeah. a top pick, and he's going somewhere, and it's sort of like, all right, I came in the league, and I, was, I had to jump right in because I was a top pick. And now I get a chance to take that step back in a good organization with a good offensive coordinator behind a really talented quarterback who's, I mean, they similar, right? I would just say he's, Trubisky yeah, does have yeah, legs. Size, like, big. Yeah. So it's, it's, we're seeing that become what, more of a thing of let me just take a step back in my career and try to reset myself. And that's what he's doing. But here's what happens, Buttercup. Buttercup. Is that wow. the, there's, there's two guys on the Buffalo Bills coaching staff in um, the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator, that Brian Leslie Dable, Frazier right? is the defensive coordinator yeah. and Brian Dable is the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. They both will probably get head coaching jobs next year. Brian Dable most likely will look at wherever he's going. They probably got a bad quarterback in a bad situation. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. I coached him. I know him. Come with me. He already knows my system. I can't. It, He's been in the room, right? This is what happens. I like he's been there. Smart. And and that's how you play it. You lay down your dominoes a certain way, and they'll fall. And Mitch Trubisky has done that. And it's it's taking nothing away from what Chicago is going to do with Justin Fields. It just didn't work out with Matt Nagy because I can almost guarantee you without even knowing. Matt Nagy walked in that room when he took the head coaching job and said, yeah, I'll coach him. A year later, he went out. Uh, two years later, he went out and got Nick Foles because he thought, I have a relationship with him. We have a better understanding. He'll make me look good. And it didn't work. He had to go back to Mitch Trubisky after Mitch Trubisky basically had him going in the right direction, you know, and, and he decided I wanted to go with Nick Foles and he had to go back to him. And then they decided not to re-sign him and let him walk out the door and go sign somebody else and Andy Dalton, then draft Justin Fields. So they were still trying to figure out the quarterback stuff. Mitch Trubisky has landed in the right spot with two head coaching potential candidates on Buffalo staff that will see him all year long mm-hmm. walking around the building, in the classroom, and when they get a head coaching job, they'll target him to come join them. I promise you. Watch what I tell you. We shall see. Well, you know the name of the backup quarterback in Buffalo, and he might not play. Do you know the name of the backup quarterback in Dallas? Don't look it up. But you know what? He might have to play. They don't want him to, but you never know. He might have to. We'll explain why next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All is well, Key. All is well. 100. It's 100? 100. Are you sure? 100%. Keyshawn J. Will You never got to worry about me giving. We are 100. Presented by Progressive nah, facts, Insurance. Player. All guests join us in the Goodyear Hotline. 888-ESPN, by the way. 888-729-3776 is the number. I had to glance down to make sure I had the number right. What's the we, number? We are coming to you live from Seaport District. Pier 17, and we are brought to you by Chase. And, yes, the Cowboys are not hard knocks. And they are the story. And they begin it. This episode that began the first, uh, I guess, the season. <laughs> what is it? The premiere? Yeah. Uh, about Des- Dak Prescott and his injury. Just remind us again about the injury and what he went through, and he is injured or coming back from such. Todd Archer tweeted a couple of things about this. Stephen Jones said Dak could play in the preseason, but, quote, I know people worry about that, but I think that's overrated. Dak Prescott knows how to play the game of football, and whether he plays a series or two in Houston isn't going to affect how he's going to play against Tampa. He also goes on to say that Prescott will undergo another MRI, by the way, uh, following the team's return to Dallas. Glad he pulled himself from practice July 28th. I've never, this is uh, Prescott saying this, I've never felt anything in my arm. So that was the first alarm that went off. Also said he hopes to uh, do team drills Monday and play in a third exhibition versus the Texans. That's the plan. You said you're not worried about him. Right? You're not worried at all? No. Why would I be? Look, first of all, I know too many people down in Dallas that I trust. And I know their medical staff and Jim Maurer and Greg along with Brett. And so when I trust that and I know that the doctors and people that's down there are looking out for his best interest, there's certain organizations and teams and doctors that you question. I don't question anything remotely close to that medical staff that's down there. And if they say he's a go and there's nothing really seriously wrong with him, then I have no problems. When I when he had his ankle issue, that's why I was so adamant the entire time that this ankle was an issue. And everybody, oh, you're this and that. And I kept trying to tell people, say, man, they're going to pay this dude. There's nothing wrong. He, he's coming back 100% healthy. This was at the beginning stages of the injury. Mm-hmm. Because when you know people that's going to tell you he's okay right. and you can trust that, you can now go with that and feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. Now make it clear. You obviously you played in Dallas, so you yes. you know a lot of the people on the training yeah. staff still yes. that are still there. Yes, absolutely. And, They've been there forever. And 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 you, it's been confirmed to you that he's fine. He's fine. Nothing. There's nothing to worry about. But still, having that injury, coming back from it, everybody's going to be, of course, just watching him carefully, making sure. Okay, this is it. And then the shoulder thing happens. And he talked about it, Dak Prescott did, about the frustration of it. it the injury is one thing, right? It's going to happen. You're going to get banged up. It's football. But it is frustrating. You have one injury. You just want to stay clear for a little while. But the shoulder strain that he had is frustrating, and he talked about it. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I'm a go, go, go guy. I always want to be in the, be in the action, uh, getting better. I think the more reps are, are better uh, and better for me. But obviously something like this um, – you can't you can't stress it too fast and sitting out and um, being out of all the time I was out last year uh, that, that's what I think about and that's what's able to um, 
pulled me back in. And so it's just um, the risk versus the reward at this point, and I've got to I've got to know what I'm playing for, and that, that's be ready for the season. And, and that's all athletes, man. Right? I mean, when you when you are used to competition and competing and getting out there, you never want to take yourself off the field. I mean, when I was playing, I would take my reps and steal reps from, reps from the scout team because I wanted to be out there. Yeah. And they used to have to pull me back and say, what are you doing? I'm like, no, I want to I, I practice. I just yeah. want to be a part of it. Yeah. And, and clearly he's not a lazy-ass quarterback. Nice. He wants to be out there mm-hmm. and do certain things. So it becomes frustrating to you because you had a setback because of the leg injury. Now all of a sudden you get a little minor setback because now you have a little soreness in your shoulder from throwing. It happens. And you know how it goes, too, with all quarterbacks. The minute there's something, oh, he's got a little shoulder issue. Oh, oh no, oh, no. Right? That's why I said, name me the backup quarterback for the Cowboys. You can't. Get, get, yeah, exactly. Garrett You just went, because you can't. Garrett, some Garrett or something? Yes, yes. Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Gilbert Grape. Whatever. And then the other dude. What do you got? Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, but it's another one. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. That's what they've got. And it could be. like Cooper Rush been there forever. Right. Yeah, it does. But you don't, because. You don't want to see those guys when you have a Dak Prescott. Oh, you no. never want to see them. <laughs> never. Never. They're backups for a reason. But because he's coming off what was a pretty serious injury, Key, right? It was serious it injury. It was serious. Yes. Yeah. That, and then it's like, well, we're two weeks into training camp, already something else. It does make you but he's just not go the like, only, ah, he's not the only. what if he misses a game and who's going to be the quarterback? But he's not the only team person with a win something, though, Allen. He's not the only person on that team with a something. Of course not. Everybody has a something. He's the highest paid player. There's so much more I to understand. It. And because your other option than him scares you as a team that the well, coach it said it's Super Bowl or bust. If it was something other than what it is, yeah. If he, if he was hurt instead of sore. All right. If yeah. he was hurt, then it's a wrap. But they I'm might hearing well, MR, another MRI. Well, I'm because you it look at you, you, you want to get another MRI. You want to make sure that everything is going in the right direction. Yes, I agree. But like I said, I'm not saying, look, we're saying kind of the same things. You've got the perspective of it's fine because that's the athlete perspective. The fan media perspective is. If I keep hearing this guy having been banged up here and there, I got to worry about what if he misses oh a game, and now you're looking at Ben Denucci. I need you to come into the game, and you know, it's like that's what you worry about. Week one, that's what matters most for Dak. He talked about being ready for the season opener. Obviously, if everything keeps progressing as the way it's been, um, and that's how, that's I'm gonna be optimistic about that. Uh, obviously, keep doing the things that I need to do. Um, being very cautious with it, though, uh, making sure that more importantly, I'm ready for uh, the season opener. Yeah, and, and, and that's his target, right? His season opener. If he and, and Stephen Jones said if he needs to play in the preseason, he could. But you know, you may want to get him in some snaps, some small. It just depends on what it is. Who yeah. you know? Is it the first couple drives? Is are the first unit going to? If he doesn't start a preseason game, for instance, mm-hmm. and you're now in a situation before the half to. Keep the front line guys in because they need the work with the backup quarterback. And now you're in a two-minute situation. You may want to slide him in there with the front line to get that two-minute work Only the front line. Oh, you see I said <laughs> yes. the front line. Yeah. And you see how I said starting the front line because <laughs> yes. they need the work. Yes. And with the backup quarterback, 
Then if you got the ball going into halftime, you may say to yourself prior to that game, a third preseason game, whatever, you may say to yourself, if we get the ball in a two-minute situation, let's insert Dak and get him in there. Let's get get the reps in a two-minute. You can do that. But as far as trying to play him a whole half and all, no, I'm good. No, okay. Let's bring in Dan Orlovsky, who actually is supposed to join us in the next segment, but – because, oh, he's early? because well, because of the the topic that we're talking about right now, I think it'd be a great time just Today. to bring him in right now, and then, of course, more in a couple of minutes. But Dan, uh, what I was just saying about Dak, and more about the fact that the backup, or we don't really know who the backup will be, it just the injury history here, the recent injury history, it does leave a little bit of concern about making sure that he is healthy. Do am I crazy? Like like the athlete you key obviously played in the league. Is it crazy for me to to feel like for the Dallas Cowboys like I'm going to watch that carefully almost on a daily basis with him? Yeah, Alan, it pains me to say this. I, I agree with Key. Um, I, I don't. Th- I, I have not been concerned about this since day one. It's had my attention. Yes, he's a quarterback who's throwing, and he felt some pain in his shoulder. It's going to have your attention. I think what, when I first saw this kind of break last night and the Cowboys sent out this tweet, my initial thought was, are the Cowboys bored? You guys have enough attention. You don't need to send out that tweet. So the fact that you sent out that tweet makes no sense to me. And then I was like, uh-oh, this is a thing. And then as I started to think about it and the fact that Dak had thrown the past couple of days, it's one of two things. That they're going back in after him throwing for those two days and he feels so good They're going back in there to just, okay, he feels good. Let's make sure that it looks good, that whatever was the case two weeks ago has calmed down, or vice versa, that they're concerned about something. I happen to think that this is a checkup to confirm positive feelings, to confirm. I don't understand why last week it was weird day-to-day, and then now it's we're trending towards being ready for week one. I don't understand that language. Um, but I think their goal is to get Dak to a point where he doesn't have to worry about maintenance during this season. Of course, you're paying attention to it, but I'm not concerned. I actually think this is a, a MRI for to reconfirm positive feelings. Now, what Dan, the, the tweet that Dan is, is referencing from the Cowboys that we just showed you uh, on ESPN2 is that they said it's not a setback and it's yeah, not a reason what? to worry, but Dak Prescott is planning on getting another MRI. The team tweeting it out that way. Instead of just but saying, the, but like Dan said, it's the Cowboys. Reaction it's going to get. It's the Cowboys. This is the same organization that leaves Texas to go to California mm-hmm. because they know that the media has to follow them from Texas to report back. And if they stay in Texas, they're not reporting on the daily about the Cowboys. This is masterful by Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. This is what they do. This is exactly what they do. It's like them bragging. It's almost like them bragging. They know, (laughs) my gut feeling is they know whatever was in the shoulder is cool now. It's calmed down. They probably shot it with a cortisone shot, whatever. And it's cool. And, like, we're just going to brag that he's fine. Everyone that was panicking saying that there was a huge concern. And who's behind him doesn't matter. And that's coming from well, the guy no, who's it, behind. It, hey, look, Dad. Wait, Dad. It, it actually do- does matter because for whatever reason, he misses a game or two for whatever reason. It becomes problematic because those dudes. Gilbert Grape is the backup I, quarterback. I, man. You guys are going to put some. You guys are going to put some respect on Gary Gilbert. I'm just Gilbert Grape. Uh, come on, I'm just messing come around. On. I'm just messing I just, around. I just don't think it's, it matters that much. This this is a football team that is is either going to be as good as 
you know, Dak Prescott kind of takes them. And if, if he misses a game or two, yes, that backup quarterback's performance is, is going to be a big deal, no doubt. But if he has something, God forbid, fingers crossed that it's not the case, that's going to keep him on an extended period of time, then that, it does, this team isn't good enough to, to not be covered up by the quarterback. Dan, why, why, in the first place, why do you think he had shoulder issues? Is it because the, it, is it because the long layoff? Because even with the long layoff of throwing yeah. the football, you would think that he was throwing as he started to early in the offseason enough to where he wouldn't get soreness. Is, is, is that why or just something that was freaky, you think? Yeah, I, th- I think it was something that was freaky. I think a lot of times when you pick up a ball and start to throw it, and let's say he throws it at 85%, 90% within his first two or three throws, like you could definitely get a twinge there. I've had multiple times where I'm warming up and all of a sudden I try to rip one and, and then your shoulder's like, that didn't feel good. And, and it never becomes that big a deal. I don't believe that this was a culmination of things or the extended period of time or had building up. I just think he ripped the ball probably more than his arm was ready for and just felt a little bit in there. And they've said it. McCarthy said it. Dak said it. I think Stephen Jones has said it. It's a good thing that he said, hold up, something in there did not feel correct. All right, Dan, hang on for a couple of minutes here because we got more, obviously, quarterback talk with you, including uh, the summer of love in Green Bay. want to get your take on what this preseason means for Jordan Love. We'll get to that after SportsCenter. All right, Sports Center. right now, the Seahawks, they are releasing defensive end Alden Smith. ESPN confirmed an NFL Network report that Smith will be released. Smith was arrested on secondary battery charge in Louisiana in April, two days after he signed a one-year contract with Seattle. He's had several brushes with the law and was suspended for parts of 2014 and 15, and from 2016 to 19 before he returned to the NFL last season with the Cowboys. How about this story? J.R. Smith. At 35 years old, he's going to petition to play golf after enrolling at North Carolina A&T. His uh, clock to compete as a collegiate athlete has not started yet. Remember, he went right to the NBA after high school. Now, athletes get five years to compete four years of eligibility. At the Pro-Am at the Wyndham Championship in Greensboro, North Carolina, the NBA veteran said he's a five handicap. Thornton Mellon, we need you. Old school reference. A back-to-school reference if you haven't seen the movie. Another movie reference for you, Field of Dreams. Yankees, White Sox in Iowa tonight. Coverage, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. The game played at the site of the Field of Dreams of the movie in a stadium constructed for tonight's game. Lance Lynn gets the start for Chicago. Andrew Heaney for the Yankees. White Sox lead the AL Central by 10.5 games. Yankees just two games out of the second wild card after they've won 10 of the last 13 since the trade deadline. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Movement is always driving us forward, whether it's on the track, the court, on the field. Every move we make, every road we choose to go down, and every single mile marker we pass leads us to find out just how far we can go. Good year. More driven. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key and Dan Olowski with us as well. Danny O. So, Dan, let's see with the. I see you with the toes over the nose, the Laguna. <laughs> what you know about that, man? I see you with that. <laughs> That's a great surf shot. Yeah. I, I, I surf. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you golf, though, right? You're a golfer. Yeah, I love golf, man. It's my favorite sport. What do you think of J.R. Smith at 35 years old wanting to play some college golf? 
I'm jealous of it. Yeah. I'm jealous. I always say golf is a game that if, you, if you're a good athlete and you got time and money, you can get really, really, really good at it. Obviously, J.R. Smith's a good athlete. He's he got a lot of time, time and, and a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. A lot of time and a lot of money. That's a good swing right there. You see his turn, and then now he flattens his swing. Um, I'm jealous of it, man. I wish I could just sit here and go, you know what? I want to see if I can go play college golf. So I'm just going to start firing at flags and whatnot. So supposedly, I heard a rumor this morning that he is a very, very good golfer. And that if he takes this seriously, he has a legit chance. I think that's why he's doing this. I I really do. I think to get with some coaching, to get into competition. And, I mean, come on. If we could all go back to college, wouldn't we? Especially being older and, you know, knowing more now than we did back then. (laughs) Anyways. Um, Preseason, Dan, preseason for you, what, what, what did it mean for you? Quarterbacks, obviously, to get into rhythm, game, and all that stuff. What, what did preseason mean to you, and what do you think yeah. for Jordan Love it will mean? Knowing he's got Aaron Rodgers in front of him, he's probably not going to yeah. play, so this is his time. Yeah, I wasn't the number one pick of the draft. So preseason for me as a fifth-rounder was a big deal. You know, I was, when I was younger, I was trying to prove myself and trying to prove a, a job or, or worthy of a job on our roster. And as I got older, I was still trying to hang on to a job. And then as I got into like my 10th plus year was I hated preseason. I wanted no part of it. Just get to the real games because I knew I wasn't going to play that much anyway. (laughs) I'd say this for Jordan Love because I've heard a lot of conversation over the last couple of days about this. What Jordan Love does in the preseason means absolutely nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. And I don't think it means absolutely anything to the Green Bay Packers. Who starts at quarterback next year for the Green Bay Packers is 99.9% dependent on Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. And the door has been left open for him to come back in 2022. And he is still under contract. So if Jordan Love goes out and balls and, and, and shines or whatever, like I heard people, I don't care. It, because Aaron Rodgers is going to go have another fantastic season. And if they mend relationships and he decides, you know what, I do want to finish my career here, then he's going to finish his career there. Whether Jordan Love lights it up in the preseason or not will not impact that decision. The only caveat I would add to that is, or put into that, is Jordan Love can't go be a dud. He can't go be an absolute dud in the preseason. Because if things trend the way they were trending a month ago, and Aaron does want out at the end of the season, no matter how well he plays, so then Aaron leaves, and Jordan Love, and the only experience that they have in seeing him play is really subpar, and I'm talking dud, you know, less than 50% completion percentage, multiple turnovers, not moving their offense. You know, if, if, if Aaron leaves and he does that, then that's going to give them, obviously, unsettled feelings moving into the 2022 season. But I don't think he does anything in this preseason to alter what their viewpoint is when it comes to the quarterback position moving forward. See, Dan, I, you know, in terms of the future – I don't even think this year is even about the future for Jordan Love. This preseason, the regular season, the training camp, none of that. What I think it's about is about is he our backup this year? Is he our number two this year? Because we've we've had Deshaun Kaiser, and we saw them with Brett Hundley Mm -hmm. when Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. So now we know we got a legitimate guy at two. If anything happens to Aaron Rodgers, he could play – Hold it together till Aaron comes back because Aaron has missed time in the past due to injuries. So yeah. I'm looking at it more from that standpoint opposed to the future because they, like you said, whether he plays and balls out or not this year, 
and Aaron Rodgers decide to leave and go somewhere else, yeah. they've got to make a decision at the quarterback spot regardless, whether yeah. it's Jordan Love or somebody else that's out there in free agency that they would bring in. Yeah, and Keith, this is his first time putting on a Green Bay Packers uniform for any form of a game. No preseason last year because of COVID, never dressed last year. So this is the first live football action Jordan Love is going to have in 20 months. I mean, since basically December of 19 or January of 19 or, or, or 20. Like, this is a, a very long time since Jordan Love played in a real competitive live environment football game. And so that, 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 that I just don't see that he doesn't. If Jordan Love goes and lights it up this season, it's not like that front office is going to be sitting there going, Whew, wow, we, we, we really avoided a, a big situation here. And if Aaron does leave, we're going to feel a lot better. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're still going to go in with huge questions this offseason because it's all going to be dependent on what Aaron Rodgers' feelings are. That's amazing. You know, it's amazing that you pointed that out. He hasn't played in a live-action game since college. He hasn't put on pads. Like, that, that, that just, just dawned on me because you're right. It hasn't happened and for anybody. That's hard to do. So now we're going to be watching him saying – yeah, don't you know suck. Fast, you know how fast that's going to look for Oh, you? my God. You're yeah. right. Pew, yeah. pew, 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 pew. Oh, now I, feel, yeah. I actually feel worse for him now than ever. But, yeah, that's a great, great point it's gonna there. It's going to be like watching Keyshawn surf. Oh. Well, <laughs> I would. You, know how, you have I no idea how great I am on the board. Oh, I no. have a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we also know uh, in New England is that Cam Newton is, the, is QB1. That's what Bill yeah. Belichick continues to say over and over again. Mike Reese, uh, though, he writes this morning that Cam and Mac Jones both expected to play uh, tonight in the preseason opening against Washington. So with that in mind, what are we looking for out of both of these guys, especially out of Mac Jones? Who makes the least amount of mistakes? Who hurts their football team the least? And, and I'm not just talking about throwing an interception. You know, Bill Belichick's M.O. for 20-plus years has been we're going to make the other team beat us. You know, we're not going to beat ourselves. This is going to be a fantastic offensive line and run game. The defense is going to be much better than it was last year because the opt-outs are back in. So quarterback-wise, we're not going to ask you to do a ton. Don't hurt our football team. So if, if our offensive line gets beat and instead of on first down taking a sack, throw the ball away so it's second and 10 and not second and 16. What guy does that better? Hurts our football team the least. You know, instead of throwing an interception and a forced coverage, check the ball down. Find the check down so we get to third and three and it's not second and nine or a turnover. Those, those are the things that I look at when it comes to this quarterback competition and saying who's going to do that the least amount of time. Because I think Bill Belichick, he talks about consistency and efficiency. Well, you can't do those things at quarterback. You can't be a consistent quarterback if you have the occasional moment where you have a missed assignment or you hurt your football team. You can't be efficient on second down unless on first down it's not there. You check the ball down and get to second and six. And those are really, really difficult things to do over the period of time. And so for Mac Jones and and Cam Newton, and I thought it was going to be Mac Jones for a while, and it seems like Cam is holding him off and it's going to be Cam. But what guy hurts their football team the least starting tonight and moving forward I think has the best chance to be their week one starter, but also the guy that certainly has the chance to hold on to the job as the season goes. Okay, so Dan, you're saying the competition is is still open? I think it is, yeah, because until we get into – 
The last time we saw Cam as the starter for this offense, it was bad. It was bad. Dan, a lot of mistakes. Dan, it was bad. Totally Dan, different talent. Dan, we'll see. We'll don't see. do this to yourself. We'll Dan. see. Dan. We'll see. Cam we'll Newton see. is the starter. Don't I, do I mean, this it to seems yourself. that way. It seems like it's trending that way. Absolutely. It but was always change. trending that way. Right. Oh, I never God. said anything other than that. Yeah. I, I never said anything other than that. It's been trending that way. Yes. Yeah. But no, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of buzz, though, about Mac Jones. There's no doubt about that. But, but he wears thing, 50. Key. But, Key, here's the thing. If they go out tonight and uh, Cam Newton goes, you know, around 60% and they sputter on offense and, and there's a, an interception thrown by him, and then Mac Jones goes out and leads him to two scoring drives, whether that's a field goal and a touchdown or two touchdowns or two field goals, and no turnover, the gap's closed. No, it's because not. Because of that. No, it's yes, not. It is. It's yes, the it preseason. Is. They're going to sputter. What do you mean? They're going to be playing five plays they're going to run. They're not going to run their offense. It's going to be 60%. And then there's a mistake. That's what's going to happen. It's preseason. I wish and, I asked And this then sooner. there's a mistake. Oh, God, stop. Wow. And Mac Jones is going to shred the third team. That's what it, Dan. What? It's the preseason. Mac Jones yeah, yeah. is not seeing the first units. He's seeing guys that's not even going to make the team. He's going to throw for 4,000 yards in a game. You know it and so, I know it. So, so stop on. it. You mean to tell me that what has been said as a quarterback competition, that's what it's been said. By who? Game, by everybody. Not by the damn head coach. By everyone, the, the head coach of the New England Patriots has is not Newton calling is it a quarterback competition. He said simply, Cam Newton is our starter. Oh, and, and how long have we known Bill Belichick to be completely forthright with the things that he tells the, the media? Every single time that I've ever known him to tell me something, it's been right on in truth. So you mean to tell me that if the, the preseason game happens tonight, and the first team offense doesn't look great, and Cam Newton makes a mistake, turns the football over. And then Mac Jones comes in, and he's playing with the twos versus the twos, and he looks more efficient, looks more consistent, the offense moves better, and he doesn't make a mistake. You mean to tell me that you don't think that quarterback competition or whatever you want to phrase it is, the gap is closed? Absolutely. There's no a way. Not in, not, in, not in week one of preseason, no. I we're, not talking about, we're not talking about the fourth game of the season. We're talking about a preseason game where probably half the damn team won't even be playing. No, Dan, you know this. I'm not about to let you embarrass yourself on this show. Coming off of last season? The, coming off of last season and what this offense looked like? We, last we, we can season be was an outlier. You know it and I know it. Just look at the numbers pre-COVID. Look at the position players. The best receiver they had was Jacoby Myers. They I, went yeah, and upgraded the entire that for two team. Years, King. But if we're going to say it's an outlier, right. He was playing well for a month before, then struggled. If he goes out again tonight and struggles, that, that, that's not a, there's, not a, there's, there's not a potential theme happening of struggle? Oh, no, it's the preseason, Dan, with guys that's not even going to be there at the end of the year. It, that's it, it, no offense in the preseason then of game one don't shows them. up and lights it up. No, who does it? I'm when not you saying play, they got to light it up. 
You Steve, play quarterback. I, what was my Let me step in. What was my comment? Let my comment in. wasn't who balls out the most. My comment was who hurts their football team the least. Right. Now, but, from there, though, no, let me just step in. Because from there, with what Dan's saying, like you both are making the, the great arguments. But what I think what Dan's saying when he says close the gap is if he shows you – if Cam has a little bit of a struggle and Mac shows you something, even with the twos, does now the second preseason game become – I need to see Mac with the ones and see if what gonna, I saw him again with the twos, he can do with the ones. But they're going to do that anyway. Right. Well, but, gonna, whether, he, he, whether he struggled, whether either one of them struggles or Mac Jones struggles, if Mac Jones struggles, they going to stay on the scene with the ones. That's what the preseason is all about. Exactly. And if he can, if he continues to, to show what he, everybody's been saying he's showing, which is consistency. If he's doing that, more and more you start to think to yourself, maybe he's ready. Maybe he's the guy. I know I'm not going to let y'all do yourself <laughs> like this on this show. I don't right. want Dan and I don't want you embarrassing yourselves. He's not going to be the guy. Okay. Just trust me with this one. All right. Well, it's definitely worth watching, and it certainly starts Smile, tonight. Smile, Dan, and go get a haircut. Dan. I got one tomorrow, 1130. I know, because you're kind of scruffy around the beard, too. Dan, I don't, don't like Dan, Dan, Stop. Don't, don't let him do that to you. I don't like that. You got a good tan going. The beard is no, perfect. The, the hair is on the point. beard. No, my I t- don't. Thank you, Alan. My tan is fantastic. You don't like my beard? That means it's great. Uh, the hair, too, though. Leave my him hair alone. looks great. Right, so I'm not look letting him do Kate, that to Kate, you. Look at this. Yeah. This, is, this is fresh Ooh, off a hat, bud. Look at the quaff. Look at that. He's going hat head with you. I'm going to have to have a conversation with your wife about the hair. I think you're on point, Dan. Thanks, as always. Thanks, Dan. All right. Dan Olavsky on the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Speaking of the Patriots, how many wins is the FPI projection for them this season? Should it be higher? Should it be lower? And what other Super Bowl contender has the same number? You got to hear that one. Next, KJZ, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. <laughs> it is true, though. But anyways, we'll discuss that on during the next break. Keyshawn J. Wills has presented by Progressive Insurance. When you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance, visit Progressive.com. Had a funny tweet from Corey. He said, the only thing Key surfs is the internet. <laughs> uh, we'll do a what couple of over-unders. What? Corey, yeah. Corey Basco. Corey Couple. Basco, yeah. It was Couple. Really, really funny. Yeah, just to, we'll do cool. a couple right o- here. Right? Over, yeah. under, over, under that we hit two over, unders here. Yeah. Uh, Patriots, nine. Over. Remember, 17 weeks, 17 games. Over. Wow, okay. Over. over. I, think, I think they're, I think they're going to probably finish one or two in the division, and they're going to win, I don't know, 11, 12 games, something okay. like that. Okay, yep, all right. So? 
Great. Bills, 10.5, over, under. I mean, that's, a, that's a, like an 11 and 6 kind of season. I would say right there, like, even it be over. Somewhere over, in that yeah, range. Right there, could right. be I'll over, say though. Over. Yeah, I'll say could, over. Could be over. Want to give us another one, Ev? We'll uh, do sure. more of these later in the show. Yeah, we'll get one more. Uh, Packers, Packers, nine and a half. Over. Over. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. How about the Bears? Life Cardinals, as a Jets Saints. fan, everyone. People hate when I rate and Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.